This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Thursday, the 6th of January. In your Sport Today, Novak Djokovic stopped at the border. Ash Barty is back. A wet start to the Sydney test and the football team looking for a new name. This is your sport today. Novak Djokovic arrived in Melbourne late last night, but reports this morning suggest he may not be allowed into the country, let alone play at the Australian Open, despite being given a medical exemption on Tuesday. Luce, what is going on? Gabs, this story really dominated the news yesterday and it seems like we got an update every single hour. What we know is Djokovic was given a medical exemption after he convinced two independent panels that he met the criteria to come into Australia, even though we don't know if he's vaccinated. That didn't sit well with some people, including rival players, but it looks like there's more to the story. Yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Djokovic would be, and I quote, on the next plane home if he couldn't provide evidence as to why he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, and while Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews didn't mention Djokovic by name, she did say that it was the Commonwealth Government who enforced rules at the border and not Tennis Australia or the Victorian Government. So what happened last night when he landed? Well, there are reports that he was being questioned by Australian Border Force officials until the early hours of this morning and that he is still at Melbourne's Tullamarine Airport. Allegedly, it's because he made a mistake on his application and didn't have the right documentation to prove why he got an exemption to come into Australia. It's believed his argument is that he should be allowed in because he had COVID within the past six months, but it's unclear whether that's enough for him to enter the country. There are reports his father, Sajan, told a Serbian radio station that Novak was alone in a room at the airport without his crew or a mobile phone. Yeah, and Luce, there's a bit more to this story as well. Late last night, the Victorian government said that they wouldn't provide Djokovic with individual visa application support to play in the Oz Open, saying that it was up to the federal government to make the decision. I have a feeling we're going to hear plenty more about this story throughout the day, so make sure you listen tomorrow and we'll give you an update on what has happened with Djokovic and his hopes to play at the Australian Open. Djokovic wasn't the only world number one making news yesterday. Australia's Ash Barty played her first singles match in months last night. And Luce, how did she go? Well, she lost the first set to American Coco Goff and was down a break of serve in the second. But Barty, she fought her way back to win in three sets. The world number one hadn't played a singles match since last year's US Open, and that might explain her slow start. But Barty quickly recovered and stormed home to win 6 1 in the deciding set. It was actually Barty's second win over Goff in two days after she teamed up with fellow Aussie Storm Sanders to win their doubles match. Yeah, and it was actually a really tough couple of days for the top players in Adelaide. Barty's three biggest rivals were all eliminated with world number two Arena Sabalenka knocked out in straight sets. It was a pretty frustrating day for cricket fans yesterday with about half of the day's play washed out. And when they did get on the field, England actually had one of their best days of the Ashes so far, taking three wickets for 126 runs. 
Yeah, Gabs, just 46.3 overs were bowled yesterday because of the rain and there still could be a few interruptions with up to six mils of rain forecast for today. Australia won at the toss, decided to bat first and started well, but England fought back after a couple of rain delays to dismiss David Warner, Marcus Harris and Marnus Labuschagne. Steve Smith and Usman Khawaja finished unbeaten at stumps and the Aussies will be looking for them to score some runs as they look to keep Keep their 5 nil series whitewash hopes alive. Yeah, and uh, I'll be the Sydney weatherman here. There was quite a bit of rain overnight, so we'll see what happens today. Weather permitting, play is set to start a bit earlier at 10am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and that's so they can try to make up some of the overs that were lost yesterday. Those of you who listened to yesterday's show probably saw Bangladesh's, uh, let's call it unlucky, review against (laughs) New Zealand. Well, it did not matter because they won the first test in what some experts are calling the biggest upset in history. I was watching this during the rain delay in Sydney and I couldn't believe it. Bangladesh won by eight wickets against New Zealand, who won at the World Test Championship last year. Fast bowler Ebadot Hussain took seven wickets and was named man of the match. Get these gabs. He used to play volleyball for the Bangladesh Air Force. Here are some quick stats. That was Bangladesh's first test win over a top five ranked team away from home. It was their first test win over New Zealand and just their sixth ever test win away from home. You are absolutely full of stats today. No wonder you creamed me in the trivia (laughs) in the off season. So why don't we get straight into today's trivia question, which is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who was man of the match when Australia last hosted Bangladesh in a test way back in 2003? All right, Luce, what clue have you got for us today? This spinner took a lot of wickets for Australia. Ooh, there's one that sticks out, but it might be a bit of a trick clue. We'll have the answer at the end of the show. NFL fans, they'll know all about the Washington football team and why they had to change their name a couple of years ago. Well, they're ready for a permanent name change and looks like we're going to find out next month. Yeah, February 2nd to be exact is when that's going to be announced. For those who don't know the story, Washington used to be called the Redskins, but they decided to change their name in 2020 after years and years of complaints because the name is considered offensive towards Native Americans. They've been called the football team ever since, and there's a chance the name could stick going forward, but some of the other finalists include the likes of the Red Hogs, the Presidents and the Amada. Yeah, they all sound good, but if we're talking about top team names, it's going to be pretty hard to top the park spacemen. They play rugby league in country New South Wales, and I really, really love that name. There wasn't a lot of cricket played yesterday in Sydney, but... I reckon we saw one of the highlights of the summer before play started. Yeah, Uncle Alan Madden had players in stitches and people on Twitter just smashing that retweet button after his welcome to country. The Gadigal elder had everyone at the SCG laughing with a number of one-liners starting his speech by saying, for my first song. (laughs) (laughs) He kept the jokes coming throughout the welcome to country and it was clear that Aussie spinner Nathan Lyon was a fan. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think Nathan was alone there. Uh, Madden's last line was easily his biggest joke and got the biggest laugh. And I've popped a link to that entire Welcome to Country in the episode notes for you to enjoy. 
All right, it's time for Catch This, where we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up. Uh, Luce, what have you got? The AFL Women's is starting this weekend and they've had a series on social media called Unfiltered and probably the best episode yet has involved Darcy Vessio starting the conversation about non-binary players in sport. They sat in front of a camera and told their story and it's well worth the watch. Yeah, really important conversation to have. I've popped a link uh, to that story in the episode notes for you to check out. All right. Let's get back to that trivia question. Today we asked who was man of the match the last time Australia hosted Bangladesh in a test back in 2003. We know it's a spinner, but who is it? Stuart McGill. So maybe tricked a couple of people out there with the um, tip. Ah, not warning. Good trick clue there, Luce. Yes, Stuart McGill. He took 10 wickets in that match in Cairns, which Australia won by an innings and 98 runs. All right, Luce, that's us done for the day. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. Catch you then. 